More than 200 staff, including attorneys, have quit their jobs in the Cook County State's Attorney's Office in the last year. And the reasons run the gamut. The pandemic, morale, and ever-increasing workloads. So is there a prosecutor shortage in Cook County? And what impact does that have on the criminal justice system? Here to talk about how her office is tackling the issue is Cook County State's Attorney Kim Fox. Welcome back to Reset. Thank you, Sasha. Glad to be back. State's Attorney, you told officials at the... uh, at a Cook County board meeting last week that 235 people, uh, including attorneys, had resigned from your office since July of last year. What do you attribute this significant resignation to? Yeah, I think our office has not been spared from the national great resignation. Um, We have seen this trend line of attrition in prosecutors' offices across the country as well as the public sector. I think the impact of this once-in-a-lifetime global pandemic um, and the shifts that it has had in the workplace um, has not spared the Cook County State's Attorney's Office. So you, you told the, the Tribune that your, your office is conducting exit interviews to you know, try and get to the bottom of the, of the issue. What exactly have you been, been hearing from the staff who are resigning? Yeah, I mean, it's a, it, it varies uh, depending on who you're talking to. I, you know, we're an office that's largely... Uh, made up of women, somewhere around 60%. Uh, We found that a number of them having to deal with working in our office largely remotely and tending to family obligations um, and, you know, remote learning, taking care of uh, relatives became a lot. Um, You talk to others who say, you know, the increased workload uh, and the rigors of being a prosecutor at this time for the amount of money um, that we're able to pay them, um, it's more inviting in the private sector right now. Um, and you have people who truly have been overwhelmed by, you know, a slowed down court system that the gates open back up and we are on every single case that comes through. Mm-hmm. And that is a lot of work and a lot of pressure. And so people are exhausted. And so it, it runs the gamut, but but it is an issue um, that we're seeing across the board. Yeah, and you um, you also mentioned the the reason for departure, it's, it's also split across demographic lines, right? With yeah. some black yeah. women in particular, they were saying that they don't feel that they were adapted into the culture of the office. What steps are you taking to create an environment that's inclusive? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's incredibly important that we have an inclusive environment. And we did hear some of that feedback um, from black women. And one thing that I noted for, for the reporter is, you know, historically black men um, have not had longevity in the office um, even before I came in. And so some of the things that we've done is hired the first ever um, equal employment opportunity officer to address issues that come up around um, race, gender, sexuality. Um, we hired our first ever diversity officer to make sure not only are we bringing diversity into the office, but we're addressing issues related to retention. We created the first of its kind affinity groups, employee resource groups, to have the various communities that serve our office have um, camaraderie uh, and alliance with folks and to be able to push the administration on issues that impact them. Um, so, so those are some of the things that we have done. Um, again, and those moves were made based on the fact that I was a young black assistant um, in the office 20 years ago mm-hmm. and had issues and concerns about inclusivity. Have you felt some of what they're talking about as far as the culture? Like, bring us inside. What What is the culture like? Yeah, it's a law enforcement culture. Um, and so we tend to be pretty isolated. Uh, and and we, we 
you know, have a very collegial spirit amongst one another. Um, and the reality is, is that, you know, when we look at the numbers, um, it is an office that is, you know, majority white. Yeah. Uh, we've increased our population of African-Americans and Latinos and Asians, um, but they still make up uh, a fraction of the office. And so I think we're somewhere around 15 percent African-American, about 13, 12 percent Latino, somewhere uh, single digits, around six or seven percent Asian. And so. It is an office that, you know, serves a largely African-American community, but those who work in the office um, are majority white. And so what we want to do is be able to recognize and see the value and contributions of folks who are completely impacted communities um, and ensure that everything that we do um, from how we address, you know, victims to our staff within our office or how we communicate in community groups is as inclusive as possible. The, uh, the Cook County Public Defender's Office has seen a much smaller decline in staff than your office. What do you make of that disparity between your office and your, your counterparts? Sure. I mean, first and foremost, I think we're significantly larger than the Public Defender's Office, just in sheer numbers. We have, if, just from a lawyer's standpoint, I think we have almost 250 more lawyers than the Cook County Public Defender's Office. So just from a volume point, um, our numbers will be more significant. And then secondarily, as I said before, the state's attorneys in our office, we are on every single case, um, a criminal and civil, in which there's an allegation of criminal conduct or where we're representing a county. So, you know, the public defender represents somewhere between 80 and 85 of defendants who come in and they don't have the same civil practice. And so when I talk about the overwhelming um you know, how overwhelming it is to carry the burden. Mm-hmm. We are on every single case um, that comes through that office and are responsible for making sure that those cases are filed, that they are tried on time. The penalties that are associated with us not being ready for trial make that pressure that much more significant for our attorneys. Yeah. Well, well speaking of that burnout, right, let's say a current staff member or a, a prosecutor comes to you and says, listen, I'm, I'm so overwhelmed with these caseloads, it's just too much. What resources are available to them? You know, one of the things that we've been pushing since the beginning of this pandemic is our employee assistance program, because we know the mental health toll that this has taken on everybody. You know, if you think about just where you work and what it meant to be isolated, what mm-hmm. it meant to you know be fearful, and then you add on top of that, I have attorneys who still are looking at gruesome autopsy photos of children being killed or interviewing mothers whose children have been you know, sexually assaulted, that the, the vicarious trauma that our assistants carry, even in the best of conditions, um, are exacerbated under these conditions. And so we have encouraged them to take time off, um, you know, which then means our partners in the courtrooms will absorb some of that work to get help um, if they needed to acknowledge the need for help. Um, we've also lost a, a number of, of our state's attorney teammates over the course of the last couple of years um, to COVID uh, and to other illness, and that has a real impact. And so we are trying as best as we can to fill in those gaps when people need to take that time off that we encourage them to take, um, but it does have a strain on those who must absorb the work. Um, but I want to say I'm incredibly proud of the people in the state's attorney's office who, despite these challenges, have continued to work uh, to, to to meet the needs of the people of Cook County. You're listening to Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons, and that is Cook County State's Attorney Kim Fox. And we're discussing staff turnover in her office right now. State's Attorney Fox, I want to pick up where you left off. That staffing shortage in your office, you just 
kind of clearly described the ripple effects, right, that uh, it's going to have. It's also going to have ripple effects on, on folks in the justice system. So how is your office ensuring people aren't going to get stuck in a limbo waiting for their trials? Yeah, obviously we are prioritizing people's cases um, where people are in custody because we recognize um, that the due process requires that we, you know, adjudicate their cases um, in a speedy manner. Um, so we are prioritizing that. We're prioritizing cases um, involving violent crime because we know and, and recognize that our witnesses and victims of these cases um, are are significantly impacted by delay. Um, again, part of the double-edged sword of what we are seeing with the shortage is the incredible work that these assistants have been doing because we have been able to knock back this backlog in a way that really is, has been heroic. Uh, we have not seen um, too many significant delays in cases being tried. There will be instances, for example, if someone resigns on a Friday and they have a trial the following Wednesday, mm-hmm. where we'll see that. Um, but the level of professionalism that we have in our office, we're getting advance notice of resignations where we can find that coverage. Um, but when we look at where we are in terms of knocking back that backlog, even with these shifts in um, our employment levels, that backlog continues to be knocked down because of the dedicated work of our assistants. So no one's leaving the work hanging, right? You're, you're getting some notice there. Yeah, no one, no. They, again, yeah. incredibly professional staff, even on their way out the door, which allows for us to triage and plan where we're not leaving people behind. Not right. to say that there aren't instances where that happens, um, but we've been able to shift and, and meet the needs. What does your office's recruiting efforts look like then? Yeah. One of the things that has really been very helpful for us is that we have an incredibly strong uh, head of legal hiring, and she has been keeping the doors open. We continue to be a premier destination for people coming out of law school in in the next few weeks. We'll be onboarding 59 uh, new attorneys coming in. Um, who graduated from law school. We've been hiring lateral attorneys across the board. And so even as we have been aggressive in our recruitment strategies, it really has been treading to make sure that we're meeting where we are, where folks are leaving. We can't afford uh, to have uh, that many openings at once. And so, you know, Sean, uh, who works as our director of legal hiring, has been incredible at that effort. Um, And so there there is hope uh, that we're able to manage this, but it, it continues to be an ongoing effort. The uh, the Trib reported that some staffers also felt resentment over the uh, the handling of the Jesse Smollett case and the bond proffer that was related to the police shooting of Adam Toledo. Your response to that? You know, I, I've had the opportunity to sit through or hear about our exit interviews, and I've not heard that. Um, I certainly would not suggest that there are some folks who the scrutiny, the level of scrutiny in particular related to the Jesse Smollett case, you know, for almost three years is a frustration, particularly given the important work that we do every day on behalf of victims. And so that's frustrating, you know, and certainly as it relates to the issue with the bond proffer, we have a responsibility as public servants to be as transparent um, and as thoughtful in how we communicate with the public. And so while, you know, in that instance, you know, we had to to take some measures to ensure that we were operating um, in our standards. Some people may have felt um, that it was too much, but my obligation is to ensure that the public has confidence in the work that we do and certainly hope that the people in our office understand that as well. That's Cook County State's Attorney Kim Fox. Thank you. Take care. Thank you. 
Thanks for listening. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. We've got more for you on the podcast, WBEZ's Reset, wherever you listen.